point, I had spent so much time feeling restricted, um, you know, as a, a kid in a military household and a military cadet. I was like, I just want to, I want to figure out this entrepreneurism thing. I want to work for myself. I want true freedom, you know. everyone and welcome to the vision matters podcast where we have faith-driven discussions for creatives about how to make your creative idea a reality i'm your host e i'm an author marketer and fellow creative and i want to help you make your creative idea a reality listen here Hey everybody, it's E here and I am the host of the Vision Matters podcast, where we have conversations for creatives in media, tech or entertainment, trying to make their creative vision a reality. Every Wednesday, you can come on here and get the tools and inspirations you need from real creatives who have actually accomplished their dreams to accomplish yours. Remember, if you like the show and what you hear, write a review. And subscribe because that's how we get bigger. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. I'm actually going to do a giveaway of a clubhouse invite for um, for people who subscribe and write a review until next Wednesday. So if you write a review, subscribe, and you take a screenshot of that and put it on your Instagram story and tag Vision Matters pod and then tag two friends in the ig post you will be entered for a chance to win my clubhouse invite so definitely do that and you might get a clubhouse invite um again make sure you make sure you write a review subscribe and screenshot your review on your ig story and tag vision matters podcast and tag two friends under the giveaway post on our instagram at vision matters podcast and you will be entered for a chance to win a clubhouse invite from me if you follow all those instructions um now clubhouse is an app where you can network with all types of people who have careers in media tech and entertainment it's definitely a great resource to be on as a creative now for this episode I have marketer, author, and influencer, Mikkel Clark. Mikkel originally was going into a career in the military because that was what he was supposed to do. But when he got expelled, he was able to take some time to find himself and hone in on his creative superpower to start defining his own journey and get success how he wanted it. And now he has written a book and co-founded his own marketing agency. Listen to his journey next on this episode. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Vision Matters podcast. Today I have a very special guest. He's a writer and author of the book Keep It 100, a book of a hundred affirmations for black creatives. He's a marketer and co-founder of the digital agency The Creative Summer Company. You know, you may have seen his tweets. You may have seen his Instagram. Um, I have Mikkel Clark. How are you doing? I'm great. After that intro, I feel fantastic. 
Um, I'm, again, I'm just so happy to have you on the show. Um, so let's just let's just get right into it. Awesome. Um, so you describe your superpower as being writing. Um, I want to discuss how how do you find that out? Because you know, so, so other creatives, you know, they may be um, still searching for their superpower. So how did how did you find yours? I think for me, I I took my ability to to write for granted almost um i found that i was able to just kind of string together words and 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 resonate with people um even online without really planning anything um so like before i really i really had the confidence to do like long-term projects or to like try things that i wasn't comfortable with doing initially um, I was always able to to communicate um, some things that would grab people's attention and connect with people um, and just make them feel like learning more about who I am, you know. Um, so before I even decided to commit to um, writing consistently, I felt like I already had that talent. Hmm. So it's just something that that you naturally have always done. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now you have an interesting uh, uh, career journey. You <laughs> actually started off um, with a career path for the military, right? Yeah. So I went to a military academy for four years. <laughs> yeah, um, you started off with that. I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to hear, you know, how you, how how it went from first of all, how it even. Being being a person that you just said that writing was always something that you that you were talented in, mm-hmm. like being a person that 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 had the writing ability, but then goes to the military and then now you have a career in, in entrepreneurship and marketing. So right. tell me a little bit about those transitions. Right, right, right. I um, when I went to the academy, of course, I was like 17 when I committed, my father went to the same academy, um, as did two of my cousins and my uncle. So I was kind of following a family tradition. And, um, you know, I had, I had like the grades, I was um, an athlete. And I really wanted to go to the academy at, at that point to make up for some insecurities and to feel like I was a leader and to feel like I was like a boss, whatever else you want to call it. Um, so I went to I went to West Point in New York. Um, I actually got expelled from the academy um, my last semester at the at West Point, and um, I had to really just kind of start from scratch and figure out what I wanted to do. And um, when I got back home, you know, after spending four years right at this academy at this institution, um, I did well. Um, I worked really hard but I just didn't quite fit in. And, um, you know, I, I I got back home and decided that I would use this fresh start, you know, to, to find what I really cared about um, and what I was really interested in. So I, um, I finished school at VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University, um, like a year later. And um, like when I was in Richmond, the city where VCU is in, I um I started to get more into like my creative side. Um so I started to um to run 
a rap blog while I was at West Point, um, but decided to kind of go, you know, full force into running this blog. So writing all the blog posts, um, you know, starting to build a social media following, um, you know, again, through my writing um, on Twitter. And then um, it, it kind of like flowed from there. Like social media was my gateway into the creative community in a lot of different ways. So um, from there, I um, I finished school and I was working temp jobs. I ended up, I was a, a, a marketing uh, coordinator essentially for a test prep company for about a year. Um, and while I was doing that, I was still, you know, building my blog. I was starting to um, get into some events and really just kind of building off of, I guess, the reputation that I had made for myself in certain circles um, as a writer, right? Um, and I ended up leaving that job uh, just under two years after I started. Um, when the boss that I had at the time uh, threatened to fire me, I decided to leave um, before she could fire me. And um, that's when I really got into entrepreneurism, right? I, I pursued, you know, my creative interests full time. I started to become a social media consultant, started to write, you know, as a freelancer um, and started to create content um, and, and pursue brand partnerships and a lot of different things that kind of led to me being where I am today. When you, you went to West Point and it, and it was something at the time that you thought that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So up until that point of expulsion, you saw your life as being in the military and having that career and, you know, I guess like, uh, you know, living, living the military life. Is that, right. is that correct? Okay. Yeah, that was the plan. So then you got expelled and that put a wrench in your plans. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when you had got expelled and you were trying to figure out what it is that you wanted to do, can you can you give me an idea of of sort of like your thought process and and and, and the things that you did um learning yourself? Right, right. I would say um when I left the academy, I left like a very restrictive, um, like limiting environment. Like we were there to be, you know, military cadets. So we had class, we had all these military activities. Our entire day was planned out for us five days a week, if not seven days a week. Um, so there was that I didn't get to to find myself in the way that I think a lot of my peers could find themselves um going to a different college or university. So when I when I got out, um, I was like, I just, I, I wanted a chance to figure out <laughs> what I even cared about, you know, at that point as a 22 year old adult, I had, um, I, I hadn't experienced any kind of moment um, where I was able to just figure out what I wanted to do. I went from, you know, a, a household growing up with military parents, which is its own brand of strict sometimes. Um, and then I went directly into boot camp, you know, like literally boot camp. Um, so I, I didn't get to just kind of choose for myself what I wanted to do. So I was just like, you know, I want to, I want to hang out with my friends. I want to make new friends. I want to explore the world. Um, I want to go out. I want to party. I want to see what I want to do. Um, and I also wanted to, um, 
at that point, I had been running a, a rap blog since 2009, I think, um, when I was a sophomore at the academy. So I was like, well, I mean, I wanted to, um, I, I wanted to build up that blog, and I wanted to, at the time, I wanted to get the blog onto Complex Media Network. I thought that would be a way to make a, a living off of a, a rap blog, um, which never happened. But that was what I thought um, the path to success would be. Um, so I was just at, at that point, I had spent so much time feeling restricted, um, you know, as a, a kid in military household and a military cadet, I was like, I just want to, I want to figure out this entrepreneurism thing. I want to work for myself. I want true freedom, you know? Mm, so hmm, that's interesting because you spent you spent most of your life sort of in that restricted space. So mm -hmm. when you got expelled, the first thing you just started leaning into was something that'll give you freedom. Right, 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 right. Now something that right, right, right came to me. I know, like there was a point in my life where I was like just applying to a bunch of jobs and just and just trying to like figure it all out and. The only thing I could lean into was my creative space because that was the only thing working. I'm curious to know, like, you know, was was that a similar process for you? Was did you start to see that that the rap blog and, and your writing was was what was working at the time? Um, honestly, I I could have applied for more jobs. I'm I'm sure that I could have applied for more jobs. It just didn't interest me. Um, you know, I had I you know, I had a job from 2014 to 2016. I was a a marketing manager. I had you know decent pay, decent amount of freedom as far as employment goes, but it just it just didn't interest me. Um, I didn't agree with uh, the way the company wanted me to spend my time. Um, I just wasn't interested in that field, and I didn't quite know how to get access to the fields that I wanted to be in. You know, I didn't know how to figure out how to get a job like with a complex or, you know, a company that really interested me. So I said, hmm. well, I'm going to see what I can do for myself. Okay. So you, so you quit your, your marketing job mm -hmm. and that, what year was that? That was 2016. That was 2016. And you started going full throttle hundred percent into into your creative creative services which was what social media what were yeah. what were your creative endeavors yeah i was doing social media coaching um so just helping other creative and entrepreneurial people to get a social media plan in place and figure out how to um just how to you know reach whatever the goal might be um in that space i was also a um, a social media influencer, social media content creator. So different companies um, pay me to create content that draws my audience to whatever their product or service might be. Okay. Mm -hmm. how, how long did it take for you to really develop a reputation? Because um, you, you, from quitting your job to being able to sort of lean into that full time, I'm trying to get a, a good timeline on how, how long it really took you to, to really um, start making, being able to, to make some money for yourself and provide for yourself straight off your creative endeavors. Yeah, I would say, honestly, I think building a reputation was the easy part. Um, it it kind of came to me fairly naturally, just, you know, through social media and through building a following on there. The difficult part was understanding 
how to sell um, and how to like build consistent profit, right? Like I, mm. I, I knew how to build an audience. Um, people knew who I was, but I didn't know how to establish clarity um, as it pertained to what I was there to help people with and who I was there to help specifically. Um, I was just kind of like trying to reach everybody and it didn't work out. Um, I would say after the first, you know, year to, to, you know, 14 months of, you know, really working for myself, that's when things started to click a little bit more. And I started to figure out, um, you know, like my, my specific niche um, and just kind of get a, a little more consistent with um, generating revenue. Okay. Now with that, you 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 wrote your first book keep it 100 um so can you tell me you know a little bit about how you came up with all those affirmations and your your process of even being like oh i'm i can make a book (laughs) yeah yeah i um so the funny thing is i actually i kind of foolproof designed that first book because i was so scared that i wouldn't finish it um, so I decided that I would take a um, hundred different affirmations, and some of the affirmations were literally um, different tweets that I put out that were also affirmations um, that connected with people. Um, so I knew that certain things that I wrote in that book um, would already touch certain people because they'd already read them, you know. Um, so I I took a hundred different affirmations and I wrote exactly a hundred words per affirmation. And um, I I decided to um, call it keep it 100 for those reasons. And also because, uh, you know, like, as far as like authenticity, you want to keep it a hundred. I didn't want to like write affirmations that I didn't even believe in. I wanted to, um, I I wanted to make sure that I was writing things that were, you know, that were constructive and that would actually serve people. Um, as opposed to kind of some of the um, the more flowery um, kind of abstract prose that didn't speak to me. Hmm. You seem like the way you've been able to be successful um, in the creative space is being able to connect with people um, in a in a specific way. Do you have any any um, tips? that that you would say for other creatives that are trying to connect in that specific way as well? Yeah, I think first and foremost, I think that everybody in the world can connect with people in a somewhat different way. Um, I I haven't, I I don't think that I've tried to be anybody else. Um, I haven't really tried to force a connection with people or with an audience in general. It's more about me, you know, being like truly honest about who I am and where I've been and and where I'm at um, and being comfortable enough with that to be able to let people in um, to the point they feel like they understand some of the things that I've been through and they can relate to a lot of the emotions that I feel to this day. Um, so just getting really clear on that. Um, th- of course, there are a lot of things that I still don't share. I'm a pretty private person. But at the same time, um, I, I don't try to present like this, this fairy tale, um, you know, plot line about how everything I did was perfect and it always made sense. You know, I think um, I, when I was 
writing um, a blog about my own process, um, one of, well, actually, no, the most uh, revelatory, um, the most read blog post um, that I've ever written um, was about some of my biggest failures as an entrepreneur. You know, I was a social media coach. And like I said, you know, in that first year, I, I didn't get that many clients. I wasn't doing so well. Um, so I, I actually wrote about how me as a social media coach, um, how I could not <laughs> attract clients on social media. And I was, I was very transparent about that struggle. I didn't try to, you know, prop myself up or make myself seem like, you know, there was this strange sequence of events that stopped me from getting what I was trying to get. I was honest. Like, I just didn't know, I, I didn't know how to achieve what I wanted to achieve. Um, so I think that that honesty, that transparency, and even like talking about, you know, my, my fear, my frustration, you know, my sadness and all those different things like that ended up helping me to connect with so many people. Um, that story got me clients um, and continuing to take that approach with people is what has allowed me to, um, I think, connect with people and resonate with people. Um, I laugh at the things that I naturally laugh at. I talk about what I care about. Um, I, I say what I do and don't believe in. Um, and just, I, I couldn't see myself trying to force my way into any kind of connection with anybody. So a hundred percent authentic, keep it, keep it 100, keep it 100 all the, all the time. Yeah. And, and now you've taken all your knowledge that you've learned so far and you've co-founded the creative summer company, um, which mm -hmm. is a, it's a marketing agency. So um, tell me what it's like um, working for yourself. That's a lot of, you know, creatives dream to just be able to work for, for, for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I would say um, this time around um, it, it's been a lot more empowering um, due to the clarity that me and my wife have worked so hard um, and continue to work so hard to maintain. Um, like we we've established, you know, the, the systems and the processes and, um, you know, the, the branding and the plans that allow us to not have to worry about pulling in clients. Um, we, we, we've been able to build a network of people. Um, we feel, you know, we feel sought after. And um, I think the, um, the difficulties now are more so internal with like being able to master this system that we've built. Um, so, I mean, thankfully I'm not worried about what I was worried about the first time, you know, like we're, we're paying the bills, we're taking care of things. Um, so that's been incredible. It's, um, it's honestly been, it, it's, I wouldn't call it a distraction, but it's been a great way for us to both occupy our minds during, you know, the craziest year that I've experienced. I don't know about you. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I, yeah. That's what I was about to ask you too. Um, in terms of this year and, and, and even, uh, COVID-19, cause I know, um, COVID-19 put a lot of people um, in the creative industry, like out of work, um, just mm -hmm. in a in a place of like, what are we going to do? So how have mm -hmm. you been able to, well, one, how, how have you been able to sustain everything in COVID-19? I mean, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it real? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I think that I've done I've done my best to sustain a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, there have honestly, there's been a couple of months where I've been like really touch and go, and um, just trying to tread water. Um, I've, I've had, I've been very very anxious, um, not only about what's happening outside, but just about what's happening as it pertains to my life, and you know, just kind of struggling to retain my confidence um during certain periods and i think um you know just being stuck inside is crazy cabin fever is crazy um i I will say as far as um being able to keep things going i think that um i have a morning routine now that's really helped me to kind of stay in the right place more often than not um i do like some active stretching i meditate I read, um, I try to give myself some time before I tap into social media or whatever else and, you know, start to, to lose focus, start to, you know, feel insecurities creeping in and everything else. Um, so, you know, I, I do my best to just like to give myself grace and to understand that like every day is not going to be a great day. It's not even like every day is not even going to be a good day. There are going to be some terrible days, but just... I have to understand that that's just a part of life, especially this year, and that I can look at every next day, um, even like every next moment, right, as an opportunity to reset, recenter, and start to think about, you know, like what I can do with this moment. I can't change the past. I can't really do much for the future right now, but I can do something right now at this moment that I'm experiencing in this very moment. Yeah, you can't let your downs get you too down, and you can't let your ups get you too up. You got to stay level. Got to stay level. Now, I'm going to ask, what what do you think you've learned, um, or how has COVID-19, how has this year made you better in some ways? Because, you know, in a way, like, you know, I look at it like this, like when you said that you were expelled from from, um, the military academy that you were in, you know, that was a closed door. Right. So instead of like just, you know, sitting and crying about it for for, I'm sure you had your time where you did that, Mm -hmm. but you didn't just sit there, sit there and just was like, all right, that's it. I'm not doing anything else. You you sort of was able to pivot. And that's what I think this year kind of has, you know, helped help to help helped us do or help us learn. So what are some Mm -hmm. things that that COVID-19 in this year has has taught you about um, yourself? I've I've had to learn how to be more intentional with sustaining friendships and relationships with people. Um, there have been a couple of times where I've I've kind of just broken down and I couldn't quite I couldn't quite figure out why. Um, like it wasn't like like I would experience like this kind of string of emotions and like the things that maybe kind of break down or almost have a panic attack, they weren't the worst things in the world that I experienced. And I I had been through, I had been through more and I hadn't reacted as much um, to more difficult situations. So I I started to realize that I think like this isolation um, was taking more of a toll on me than I thought. And, um, I was starting to find myself in in spaces where I was kind of 
I, I was filling all this extra silence that I had with my own voice. And specifically, it was, you know, a, a voice of insecurity and imposter syndrome and anxiety. Um, I just, I didn't have anything to even me out. Like, I, I love my wife, um, but, you know, we, we were the only people, um, well, she was the only person who I was seeing every day. She still is. Um, and, you know, you, you can't look to make one person um, fill the entire void as far as being social um, in your life. So I had to get more intentional. I had to start to make more phone calls. I had to start to, um, you know, like revive friendships and relationships that started to fall off, um, you know, for a variety of reasons, um, you know, with this period of isolation that we're in to, to make space for what I need. Um, and I had to learn to, to ask for help uh, even when it was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. asking for help even when it's uncomfortable that's something that that i know i've struggled with because uh, it's it's because it's not even when no it's knowing when you even should ask mm -hmm. for help because it's you're you're constantly just used to working right so it, it gets to a point where you don't even know like should i even should i ask for help you know, like, what do I even need help with when somebody, when I, because mm -hmm. I know I get it all the time when it's like, well, I don't know what you want me to help you with. And, it's, you know, right. so it's being able to even ver verbally right. say exactly what you need and not just expect somebody to read your mind. That's awesome. And and you said something about imposter syndrome. I I want to, I want to speak to you a little bit about that because I would, I wouldn't think somebody like yourself would have imposter syndrome how how have you Man, how have you dealt um, with it and how you, has you it, um, it affected <laughs> your work i have that i fight that every day um so i mean you're asking <laughs> about how i kind of deal with it i i do my best to yeah not fall into a space of indecision or paralysis i think that when i'm i'm in a space where i'm like very clear on like the next steps for whatever I'm for whatever I'm working on, um, it's easier for me to just continue to do the the next little thing and the next little thing, and not like zoom out to this bird's eye view of like, wow, I don't know how to do this big thing, or I'm not good enough to accomplish this this monumental task. Um, when at my my last job, um, I, I found myself just really, really almost feeling like I didn't even belong in the space. Um, like I was the newest person on the team and just, I, I questioned myself so much. And, you know, the same with like a lot of like clients that I brought in and uh, people who I was working with, I just, I, I just didn't always feel like, you know, in the moment my opinion was, was worth expressing or, you know, even that like I was the expert that people think that I am. You know, um, it was hard for me to give myself like time to figure out solutions. Um, and I, I had to really, I think that was really it is just, I had to get to a space where I could get comfortable with the moments when I, I just didn't, I didn't have an answer. You know, I could say, you know, oh, I, I don't know how to solve this problem, but I'm actually comfortable enough to sit and say that I don't know. Um, and I can also start to think about finding a solution 
and kind of think through, like, based on what I know, based on my decade of experience, like, I can come to a solution. I just got to give myself time. And I can't, like, put myself in a this space of fear um, when I need to actually be empowering myself to, to solve this problem um, with what I know. I like that. It's it's about it's about mm-hmm. um being comfortable enough saying, mm-hmm. Hey, I don't know. Like that's 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 big right there. Now for for people that are, you know, interested in, in marketing or interested in a in a career that that you have, um, or essentially mm-hmm. just making their own career, because you essentially made your own career. You know, what piece of advice would you give them and what book would you recommend? Let me see. I would say to not underestimate, um, to not underestimate yourself um, and what you're capable of. And um, to never forget how much control you have. Um, I I think it's easy to look at an industry, um, a field that you want to get into um, as being like unfamiliar or distant but it's like, you know, we can, we can do so much like every day we can start to have a conversation with people. Um, it helps to build a relationship. Like we can learn new skills. We can study people who are already in the industry. Um, you know, we can put ourselves into a position where we're more likely to meet the right people. Um, we can, we can seek out help. Like we can, we can do all these different things. Um, and like, if you do, if you do one thing per day, um, to, to bring you a bit more into a new field or to help you meet people in the field, like that's going to add up, you know? So going back to, to being yourself, um, and, you know, just being willing to kind of chart your own course and to understand that, um, you know, a lot of people, myself included, like we didn't, we didn't come into this field knowing anybody. Um, we didn't go to school for this. Um, nobody reached out to us. We just kind of started to do things and to try to figure out, um, you know, our path. And as we continue to move forward, like our perspective shifted and that's what allowed us to figure out the next step. You know, like you're not going to see the full path. You might just see like, Hmm, I might take this step and that step might change something. It might not, but regardless, you'll have a different perspective. Love that. And what's a book, a good book that you would recommend for him? Um, hmm. I feel like I've read so many books um, this past um, couple of months. I will say, as far as marketing, um, I actually just read this book and I'm excited to apply what I've learned from it. Um, it's a book called Dot Com Secrets. Uh, it's by a guy named Russell Brunson. And he actually, um, he, he invented the concept of like funnels of sales funnels, um, is, you know, how you turn a stranger into a follower, um, into a customer, into like a a loyal customer, somebody who's buying from you, like for life. Um, and he, he wrote a very, very, very insightful book about, Essentially, it's about customer psychology and um, how you can 
use a really good understanding of customer psychology and how people think um, to better serve your target audience and um, to really connect with them in like a much deeper and more impactful way. Okay. Okay. Now for my last part, I like to, since this is the vision matters podcast, I like to do a little visualization exercise. So, so, you know, just relax and, you know, just try to, you know, picture yourself a year from now, what's taking up most of your time and what impact are you making a year from now? Hmm. A year from now, we're still running the agency. We probably have the same number of clients, but much bigger retainers. Um, you know, we're, we're continuing to help Black-owned brands and businesses and media outlets um, to, to connect more intentionally with their audiences on social media um, and just to continue to sharpen their business strategy. Um, I am either done with or about to finish my next book. Um, I got a publishing deal for that. Um, I probably have, whether it's a, a video series or a, a, a podcast or something where I'm like, I'm speaking to people a bit more directly as well. Um, I'm having fun. I'm enjoying life with my wife. Um, she's done with school. Um, we're probably both um, able to focus a bit more on the agency. And um, I think most importantly, we're happy, we're healthy. We're safe. COVID's gone. You know, the Seattle <laughs> Yeah, extra on that. COVID's gone. We need that gone. <laughs> We're outside. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right. So you already plugged a little bit um, about you know what what um, what you what you intend on happening. But is there anything um, you know you want the people to, to do? You want them to follow you? Of course, I'm gonna have everything in the episode notes. But you know, anything you want to plug now? Um, I appreciate that. Um, I think, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm on social media everywhere at Mikel C. Clark, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-C. Clark. So if they see fit to throw me a follow, um, that'd be love. Um, I feel like I have so many different things <laughs> that will be out in the world within three to six months. So I, I'll just leave it at that for now. For sure. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out to be on the show. I definitely know that um, it's going to be a help to the audience. Um, and it definitely um, was helpful to me. I'm definitely going to check that book out personally. Awesome. And um, yeah, man, definitely stay safe and stay COVID free. Um, this is another episode of Vision Matters. Thank you all for listening and cut. <laughs> so that's the episode. Mikel's story is so relatable to me because it shows what leaning into your strengths and and betting on yourself that it will always garner you success. And even with the success he has, he still struggles with certain things, but he just works through it. The work does not stop when you start seeing success. So much about the story was so inspirational to me. But tell me what you think. Take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast and tag us on Instagram at Vision Matters Pod. Another way you can support the pod is leaving us um, a donation so we can keep going and giving you 
um, this great content and inspirations for you to make your vision a reality. You can leave a donation at anchor.fm backslash vision matters backslash support. And I'll also leave the link in the episode notes. Don't forget, you have until next week to subscribe, write a review, post, and tag us on Instagram. Again, you have to subscribe, write a review, post it on your Instagram stories, and tag Vision Matters Pod with that review. And then tag a friend in the post and you'll be entered for a chance to win a clubhouse invite all right my clubhouse invite you'll have a chance to win it but you have to do it by next wednesday next wednesday is the due date if it's not there by next wednesday um then i'm not gonna pick from your name all right um next um clubhouse you know it's in beta currently and you need an invite to use it but it's a great resource for creatives okay um until next time man keep creating keep on your journey to make your vision a reality because if you can see it in your mind it's possible for your vision to become a reality love and cut